0: Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at qwertywritinglife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee and let's chat. Hello everyone, it's another week. Hello and welcome. Today is a continuation of last episode where we talked about creative hacks, particularly efficiency for business, and we are extending that to business and platform. What we decided last time that we recorded was that we had far too much information to <laughs> share in one episode. We got a little wordy, okay? So, <laughs> So um, we did need to split up the business from the platform conversation, and it actually kind of worked out, but because we recorded it all in one night, we don't have special creative weeks for you. So sorry about that, but (laughs) if you were wondering what Joy and I are doing, go back to the last episode and listen to the first few minutes of that one, and we'll talk to you about all the crazy creative things we have going on in our lives. So without further ado, let's get on with the efficiency hacks for platform. Yep. And we're going to start off with some more templates because we know you love those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least we hope you do. <laughs> we do anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. It is, it's kind of that whole thing where you, where you can't edit a blank page. You know that cliche that's out there in the writing world, you can't edit a blank page. We never have a blank page in this situation because templates. Exactly, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So this time though, we're thinking templates or structures, you might wanna think of it as a structure instead, for the creative streams in your content marketing efforts. Um, So these are things, just to, to put it to our podcast, to tell you guys a little bit about the behind the scenes for us. So for our podcast, we have templates for every single episode. And those templates allow us a space to put in our outline for the episode, um, to put down any links that we share with you guys, to put in the information for us about um, when we recorded it and when it's going to air to you guys and all these little nitty gritty things. So it's a template that's there and we make one for each episode and we add to the top and then That way we have the entire season. We can look back because our memories are not great. So we can can look back at the end of the, of the season and be like, when did we talk about creative hacks? Oh yes. (laughs) And we can look back through those and find those things. Um, that's one example of a template that helps with your platform and when it relates to marketing your things, because, um, this also helps us when we're we're putting together our um, you know what we write about each episode when we post it on Instagram or any of the other social media things. Um, this also go, comes into play for newsletters. Uh, we kind of have a template of how our newsletter is going to look. Uh, we do similar things every month. Sometimes we switch it up here and there. Maybe we toss in a quiz one month or um, something like that, or not a quiz, but like a um, You know, getting feedback, like a quick one-button survey. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Um, You can do stuff like this, too, like Patreon stuff, uh, other things like that. So just templates and structures that kind of help you take the content that you're putting together and put it together in a nice little bow when you're attempting to market that um, and kind of let people know what you've got out there. Another template that's really helpful, uh, and we do this is branding quick sheets. Okay. So for example, um, we have, we have two sheets that we have in our Google drive that we can both access at any time. And one of them has all of the hex codes. If you don't want, don't know what a hex code is, those are your colors. So whatever colors you've chosen, to be your branding colors on your website, on your everything that you do. Um, hex codes are the little numbers that tell the exact color that you prefer, that is your business color, okay? Yep. So we have that, we have fonts, because we use particular fonts, um, and I do the same thing for my author stuff and for my uh, press stuff, and sometimes it's easy to get those mixed up and. I can't remember hex codes. I remember one of mine. I have one of them memorized because I use it that much. But other than that, like I would not remember the actual number. So things like that, that's in one sheet. And then another sheet has all of our login information because may and I are doing this together. So we both need to be able to access our Podbean account. We both need to be able to access our YouTube account. Um, all of these different things that we do together, we need to be able to access them. Our, um, our Instagram page, our website, our um, newsletter, all of these things. And it's all in one little handy-dandy place that we can get to. Um, and then the final thing that I want to share with you guys, uh, a hack for platform and branding, is when it comes to things like social media or newsletters, simplify and think through, kind of have a game plan what themes you're going to post about, or when are you going to post? What are you going to post? Um, for me, it works best. And I think for me, it's like the way my brain works. It helps me to know on Mondays is my book club day. So on Mondays is when I'm going to post about, okay, what books are we reading this week? You know, uh, on Tuesday is typically a podcast podcast, a new podcast episode or something to do with the podcast. Um, Thursdays is my thankful Thursday. Okay. So like I have things like that, that I know like this day is for this thing. Um, It just helps my mind. And you might have a totally different way of doing this, but if you kind of think through, um, you know, if you have a newsletter that goes out every week, Maybe one week you focus on this, the next week you focus on something else. Um, And you could do the same thing if it's a monthly newsletter. So maybe this month you focus on writing, the next month you focus on reading or whatever your creative thing is. So just simplifying those things, like knowing ahead of time, like this is what I'm going to be focusing on. So that is it for me for hacks on platform and branding. Yeah. Yeah. And if the whole idea of like this day is for Thanksgiving and this day is for book club and stuff like that. If that's not something that resonates with you, um, another type of structure that you could look at would be like your obsessions. Okay, so maybe you're a Gilmore Girls fan (coughs) or maybe (laughs) or maybe you love all things. I don't know puppies or something like that. You, know? you could be the creative who posts funny puppy memes, like we post funny puppy memes, or find find something that that is definitely you that you love and uh, and. And just post about that a lot in between all of the things that are about your creative endeavors. So you definitely want to post about your creative endeavors because if this is an artist social media page, then you should have some, but there are other real life things that allow you to have fun with your social media pages and also creates a connection between you and your audience. And so I think what you'll find is that there are going to be people who like your art that also has some of the same obsessions as you do. And so it ends up being a funny conversation back and forth. And it could also mean that somebody uh, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever social media you choose to work on uh, sen- ends up sending you a bunch of More Girl memes too that maybe you haven't found but make you laugh. And so it ends up enriching your life as well as your creative endeavors. And that's always better than not enriching your life. (laughs) That's so true. And I don't know that it sold any book, but I have connected with so many great people over cats. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you the name of so many people's cats all over the world. (laughs) Yes. Yes, so I mean, find your thing, find your hashtags for it, and then get ready to meet people because mm-hmm. there's somebody who somebody else in this world is going to be a Highlander TV series fanatic like you. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, you're right. It just kind of gives that humanness mm-hmm. to the artist. and that's a big thing these days is to be not only a wonderful artist but also um, relatable. And relational. And that is important too. And I will just toss this in really quick because we've talked a lot about templates and structures and like all these things, these hacks that we're talking about sound very structured. So it's important to remember to keep that humanity and that, you know, approachability and that, you know, just genuineness in the midst mm-hmm. of all of these templates and structures and things that help us not go crazy. And finding something that you, that you love, that's kind of, you know, it's, it's not vulnerable to post about um, pad thai or something, you know, like, or your favorite food or something. That's not super vulnerable. Um, some people don't want to post pictures of their families or their, um, or their kids or things like that. And that's okay. Like, you don't have to share things that you're not comfortable sharing in order to be a good artist or be good on social media. That's not, that's not at all um, what we're trying to relay here. What we are trying to relay is just that humanity. And if you love cats, you have, a, you have a sliver of humanity out there in the world on your social media. I'm not asking you to create an entirely new persona either, because that's really hard to keep up with. And you start feeling, um, and you start feeling pieced apart whenever you start, when you try to do that. I think I start feeling pieced apart. And so like I had to just kind of be me everywhere in life. And I'm not specific speaking specifically on social media, but like, yeah, like, yes, in life, there's not a professional may and a personal may. There is a may. You know, like, and there are aspects of myself that I share professionally and there are aspects of myself that I share personally. And sometimes those things don't always cross over. But sometimes they do, so I'm just I'm just careful, you know. I'm careful about what I put out there, and if it's just something that is raw and tender, we don't do that. <laughs> so May doesn't do that because uh, some things need to be dealt with before we put it out into the world and potentially get scrutiny, or we clutter like I clutter my own decision making time with other people's opinions on how I should handle something, and. Honestly, that's between me and the Lord. So, like, yeah. um, that's something that I have to decide. And then, if I feel like it could help somebody, then I'll share it in ways that is appropriate and, and in a way that I can emotionally handle. Mm-hmm. So, yes, be careful with what you put on social media and be respectful not only to your audience members, but also to yourself. And don't sacrifice your own contentment in order to be a really good social media artist. Well, those are my tips. (laughs) That actually goes in really well to another point. It does. It's perfect. Like it's perfect. Okay. So then my next hack is actually something that Joanna spoke on in March at the women in publishing summit. And we put a a work, Shop together for this particular topic, and we just felt like it fit really well as a hack here. But and it also is part of that foundational stuff. So it might take you some time, um, and on the onset. To figure out these particular things, but it'll be worth it in the end. And those things are your fundamental standards or your core values for who you are as an artist and who you are as an artist who is a business owner. So knowing those things can help speed up your decision making processes because you're going to hold those fundamental values up. And you're also going to hold up those decisions that you're trying to figure out if this is what you want to do or not do. And if they match, then it's a good fit. And if there's something that is contradictory to your fundamental standards in this opportunity that you have, then you know, even if it looks like a good opportunity, that it's not going to guide you or your business in the direction that you want it to. So these would be things like, oh, let's see. Um, There are some people who do newsletter swaps for authors that have not read the books for the particular (laughs) author that they're swapping with, but they're giving that out to their newsletter audience. And, um, and they have to decide if they can do that in a way that is fitting to their core values, because uh, some people might find that a little bit dishonest because you're recommending a book that you've not actually read, but so-and-so is giving you a boost And so like, do you feel comfortable with that? And also is there, if you don't feel comfortable with that, then what is there a way that you could do it that would respect the author that you're supporting and also your audience? Is there some way that you could word it or share with it, you know, that would make it okay with your fundamental standards and with your convictions? Mm -hmm. Would that be something that you could do or, you could ask the author if you could, if they wouldn't mind waiting until the next month's newsletter and you would actually read their book. So that could go two different ways. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. Because one of you don't like it. Uh, <laughs> but I do think for, and for newsletters, particularly like this is a situation that joy had um, when she was, she, she read a book and she loved it and, uh, and she wanted to do a newsletter swap or she wanted to do a swap. Anyway, I'm going to let joy tell you about that because she has all the details in first person. So do you want inserting that into this section? Absolutely. So yeah, that happened to me when it was soon before my first novel came out and I won a book. It was the first book in a series for this other author and I was super excited about it and I hadn't read any of her stuff before and read her book and I absolutely loved it. I loved it to the point that I saw some similarities in our writing styles and um, subjects and stuff like that. And so I reached out to her and I just said, Hey, I loved your book. And would you, can I send you my book? You know, I didn't necessarily ask for anything in return. I think I may have said, you know, maybe you would consider doing like a, um, like a blurb thing or whatever it is, whatever you call it, different people call it different things. But, um, I honestly don't know if I ever actually did that. Actually, I think she did send me one, but my thing was I told her, hey, I see that we have similarities in, you know, the things that we focus on, the way that we write. Um, and I would love for you, if you have time to read my book or just, I'd just love to send you a copy. And, she ended up liking it and we're friends now, you know, we've been able to do a few things here and there together and it's been such a joy to watch her, um, series come out. She's putting out the third one in that series now, and she's been a huge encouragement to me in in my publication journey too. So it's just become a really great thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also you're a huge advocate for her books as well, because you've read more than one now. And so you both have like an ally in this, in this crazy, crazy world. And so that's something that, um, you know, the whole idea of newsletter swaps as far as promoting a book that we haven't read, um, that kind of irks Joy and I a little bit, but We can also use that as like, okay, so we like the idea of it. So how can we spin that idea to fit into our fundamental standards and for us to be able to use that marketing tactic in a way that is comfortable to us? So that's kind of what you're looking for here. You want to make some good standards. You want to know who you are and you want to know what you can do and what you can not do and how you can sleep at night and uh, and stay in that in that lane and this would also guide like your business plan and it would it would probably guide your so, well it would it would guide your social media plan. It would help you um, maybe create things some structures for your posts and things like that because you know at that point in time interest you've been introspective, you know who you are, you know what you stand for. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you can fit all of the content that you would like to uh, to share you could see how that falls into your fundamental standards. Not only that, um, the, we, we know that the social media world and, and also the public world is just sometimes pretty difficult and there are going to be times whenever you want to say things or do things that, um, you would not necessarily normally do. Mm-hmm. And if you hold up that reaction that you want to do, uh, up to your fundamental standards and if it matches, excellent, go for it. However, if a rash response <laughs> to somebody on social media or to a review or something like that does not fit within your social media, uh, your social media does not fit within your fundamental standards, then you know that you just need to, it was good that you wrote it. It was good that you got it off your chest, but we're going to hit delete now. Okay. (laughs) So that's just an example of how it can speed up your, your decision making, how it can save you from pain in some situations. And also it can help guide you on what are good opportunities for you and what are things that might seem like good opportunities, but at the end of the day might not fit who you are. And, and that's not a good thing to pursue. So. Very good. Yeah. So that's all the hacks that I had for branding and social and, um, was it branding and platform? Do you have anything else that you can think of? Um, I think that we can say so many other things. I think we've said a lot about social media. Um, I love what you said about, um, you know, just thinking it through before you hit send, but that also goes for just your regular posts. Um, Mm -hmm. this is something that, once again, with that template thing, if you have a template where you kind of for the month ahead, you kind of go ahead and work out a good number of your uh, social media posts, and you write them out and get the hashtags there and get it all ready to go, so that you can just in one one little sit down at your computer, you can copy and paste and put your graphics and all that and schedule them for the month. That also gives you an opportunity to read back over those things. One, you can maybe catch some little uh, spelling errors or or things like that. But also, it gives you the opportunity to think back through and just make sure that you haven't said something in a way that could be misconstrued, you know, Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, that's, That's something that would be really helpful, I think, and help you stick to those fundamental standards and just help you do your very best to put the best of you out there to the world instead of inadvertently putting something out that you never intended, um, all because you were rushing to get a social media post up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also, you know, if words like template and outline and structure (laughs) and things like that give you hives, I mean, just think about how you could spin that into, in a creative way. So maybe you're like, okay, I, Hate the idea of having a template or a structure for my social media page. Well, challenge yourself to find a way that you can stomach it. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe that's part of the Qwerty challenge. <laughs> maybe that's part of the Qwerty challenge because there are if you, those things don't necessarily sound fun when we say it out loud on this podcast, or when we look at it on a, on a piece of paper, or somebody suggests it, suggests it um, in your life you know, it's like routine habits, all of these are kind of getting the same connotation, even though their denotations are different. So, um, if those are, if those are words that you're not in love with and make you feel tied down, just, you know, how we, how we talked about the structure of it doesn't necessarily have to be like a traditional, uh, a traditional post about these particular things. Maybe it's, something that you love and that obsession like if that doesn't work for you find another creative way that you can use that idea spin it use the idea as inspiration spin it and make it fit something that you can do that would produce good efficiency for your efforts I think maybe some creatives might like the idea of a storyboard maybe Mm -hmm. better than calling something a template Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just another thing that pops in my head while you were saying that. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing. But if you don't like that as your QWERTY challenge, we do have the standard QWERTY challenge for this series, which is pick a hack, any hack. (laughs) (laughs) Think of ways to apply this to your creative medium and share it with a friend. And you can also share it with us because we're your friends. So you could let us know what's going on in your creative life at 40 at gmail.com. So have a great week and go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.